Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. We're not able to share a lot of details because of the operations that are going on, because of the people we know and the connections we have, okay? Basically, it's a very small country. It's like a small town here. Everybody knows each other. There's not a day goes by we don't talk to somebody that their son or their grandson or somebody is in the unit on their way down. Um, You just see a lot of reservists coming on board now, people leaving their jobs and families heading to the south and north to protect our borders against these terror attacks and the ongoing operations. Um, one of our good friends, Commander, came out just of Aza. He was there for several days and came out just to catch a breather, get his units stocked up on some supplies, and went right back in. And as we were talking, he was showing me some of the the footage, the uh, video, especially the, the pictures they have taken of what's going on in Gaza. And his first recollection and account to me was, you know, listen, we're shocked. We're shocked how professional the Hamas terrorists have become. And the engineering and the booby tracks and the stealth operation and, and the supplies they've taken in, especially from Iran, uh, Chinese-made, Korean, North Korean-made, Russian-made, etc., weapons, that's making them quite a formidable force. And they... and. It's been a, quite a shock, and, and of course, the Israelis recognized when they went in that they were going against militants and terrorists that didn't have tanks, didn't have aircraft like they would fight a conventional war. They're going into an urban environment really to take on um, terrorists and militants, but they began to recognize that it was more than just a militant base. That we're talking, they, they jokingly say, the New York's uh, subway system underground. There is a huge fire control command center. Most of the terrorists, um, the Hamas, are hiding in these tunnels in this underground uh, place up to 20, 30, 40, some of it even 50 meters underground. And why are they hiding there? Because they want to survive. They want to survive and come out victorious. They know they can't fight against the aircraft and from the air. However, they're able to do a war of attrition and try to kidnap and kill as many Israeli soldiers as possible. And so my friend was telling me some of the booby traps and the mannequins and the different things they they have planned out um, trying to capture these Israeli soldiers. So the only way to deal with this situation, um, and Israel is going very slowly about it, is to minimize uh, casualties and collateral damage among civilians is the only way to do it is overwhelming force. And so right now we have different divisions that are being built up along the Gaza frontier, along the different areas. And uh, even as we speak, there's incredible amount of Air Force activity going on over our house. Uh, it, at the cold night a couple nights ago, you could actually hear as the 
Israeli fighter jets were taking off, and in just a couple minutes they're in Gaza airspace, and you can hear the bombs and the way the temperature inversion of the cold night, you could hear so clearly the bombing and uh, the war that's going on. And you have to understand, brothers and sisters, Israel, I don't care what the news says, I don't care what you may be reading, Israel is not interested in war, they're interested in living in peace, and they're going beyond themselves to open up corridors for three hours every day for humanitarian supplies to come in. They're taking care, the soldiers are helping to try to take care of the Gaza citizens, etc. With their goal is, hey, listen, we're not just going in to uh, destroy a people's group and then leave. We have to live with these people. We have to live with the recourse of what's going on. So basically we're trying to destabilize through psychological operations, destabilize the Gaza population to want to put off Hamas, to want to pull away from um, the criminal activities that are going on. And, of course, the commander was warning me, uh, you need, he was telling me, Scott, you need to be on the alert here because you're not far from where a lot of the prostitution, crime, and drugs is smuggled into Israel from the West Bank, Judea and Samaria. We're right at that area. As I've told you before, we live at that stopgate area in the central part of the country, and we need to be on our guard, glory to God, to take on this low-form, low-grade terrorism, I call it, uh, and or mafia activity among the Arabs. Okay, so that's the situation, a little bit on the ground. Uh, Israel is moving forward quickly, um, and we're going after the terrorists, and trying to get back to the point I was saying earlier, is, okay, so when my friends and officers come out and are telling us what's happening, it's how you need to pray, they're first of all surprised how well-conditioned, how well-trained, how well-supplied the Hamas terrorists are. So what they do instead, it you know, what Israel backs off, forget it. No, what Israel does is, okay, we're not fighting just a guerrilla force in urban environment. We're fighting an army now. And so now they're bringing in their different technical equipment. They're bringing in different uh, tactics uh, to take on a military, one army to another army, okay? And the morale of the troops is incredible. I've never seen so many young soldiers so gung-ho, so so courageous, so excited. It's not like the Second Lebanon War. They, they're excited. Their morale has peaked out, and they want to volunteer. They, they have a job training soldiers on a ship. They want to get off the ship and, and go and be right in the middle. So a lot of the parents are surprised. Wow, my son and daughter, it's amazing how much uh, zeal and how much desire they have to protect the country. Now, go back to the news reports. Um, whatever is released by the military and the government here hits the Israeli uh, Channel 22 or Channel 10, okay? That's immediately taken and fed through Fox News Network. It's a pretty quick turnaround. So if you want to find out what's happening here, what's being released, okay, Fox News is probably pretty much on top of it. Jerusalem Post on the right, Haaretz on the left, and Depka Files. I mean, there's others out there. Ynetnews.com. You guys can listen to that stuff and find out what's happening pretty much uh, quickly, whatever is being released real time from the military. On our end, okay, um, we're not able to talk about things. And if you are frustrated about that, I'm sorry. I mean, we just can't tell you certain things. And we're under radio ops blackout not to talk about it, okay? I hope you understand. Loose lips sink ships. 
And if you do know Israeli ministries or Israelis, uh, believers, or believers that live in this land that are sharing certain things that are like saying, wow, and you hear what's happening here, uh, please let me know about it because I would personally call them and tell them to seal their mouth, okay? And loose lips sink ships right now and not to use the testimony as a fundraising opportunity or to prove that you're right or that you have a certain channel into the military. Folks, this is not the time for the hirelings, okay? This is not the time for the opportunist. This is not the time uh, for competition, who has the best testimony, who has the best news story, okay? Who has the best spiritual, so to speak, insight to what this, this war is going on. Right now, it's time for a unified front, Hallelujah. It's time for the believers to get unified. It's the time for the congregations here to be unified. And it's really a time for uh, the whole nation to rise up and to put off this Iranian terrorist base in the south and the Iranian terrorist base in the north, Hezbollah, and to, to see a verdict come. You can read in Amos chapter 1, you can read in Zechariah chapter 9 about the verdict that God delivers, okay, to Damascus, to Gaza. And this is still real-time events. So these are enemies of the Lord, these are enemies of, of Israel, enemies of the Jewish people, and especially enemies of Christianity. And God is rising up. Now, in terms of some exciting stuff that is happening, one of the most exciting things I've been seeing the last two weeks of this war is the most incredible signs in the heavens. Okay. So I'm not a spooky believer that I see a cloud and has a face of a lion. And then five minutes later, I look at it. And it's, you know, it's become just another cloud again. I, I don't get into those things. Okay. However, when th- the colors, when the formations, when the, the incredible intensity of sunrises and sunsets and the glory of God, that's on this land. The anointing that's here, that's been released here throughout the ages. Hallelujah. I am seeing incredible signs and wonders in heaven. I'm seeing, um, his handiwork. Uh, I've, I'm seeing Romans one, you know, the, the power of God, his eternal Godhead is clearly seen by what is made. Creation is so incredible here in Israel right now. It's just, there is such a feeling in the spirit. There's such a, an electricity of excitement that God is moving, hallelujah, on the behalf of this small nation. It doesn't matter what the world is saying, what the united nothing is saying. It doesn't matter what the Arabs or maybe the Muslims are protesting. It doesn't matter what people may be saying or contriving, okay? God is in control, and we're excited about that to be right here in the midst of it. Let me read to you from Jeremiah chapter 20. This is when Jeremiah was being persecuted, okay? And um, it says in verse 7, O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. I become overcome me and prevailed. I become a laughing stock all day long. Everyone mocks me. Each time I speak, I cry aloud. I proclaim violence and destruction. Before me, the word of the Lord is resulted in reproach and derision all day long. But if I say I'll not remember him or speak any more in his name, then in my heart becomes like a burning fire shut up in my bones, I'm weary of holding it in, and I cannot endure it. For I've heard the whispering of many, terror on every side. Denounce them. Yes, let us denounce them. All of my trusted friends are watching for my fall. Perhaps he'll be deceived that we may prevail against him and take our revenge on him. 
So that's, there's two levels of this prophecy. Of course, it's the time of Jeremiah. He was prophesying that Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon's going to come in, destroy the temple. Uh, the priesthood, the leaders, the religious people got mad at Jeremiah, threw him in a pit, persecuted him. He says all of his friends had left him. Okay. Uh, there was terror on every side. They're looking to take revenge on him. Okay. But Jeremiah comes out with the most incredible scriptures I've ever read on the who God his character. Hallelujah. So let's not get just, you know, pigeonholed and you're just thinking that, you know, God is a God of love, loving Father, Abba, our Father, which is in heaven. Those are all wonderful. I'm not minimizing it. Okay. But that is a revelation, really, that is still chaptered in the first five books of Moses. Let me explain this to you. Okay. We have a Greasy Grace message. We have a Winnie the Pooh message. We have this big sugar daddy in the sky. We have this big Abba, the Father's love, 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 love. And that's that's only a part of the message, okay? Uh, it's not the whole character who God is, because his name reveals his character. Uh, we see in the first five books of Moses that God is speaking to a slave nation that is now emancipated, he begins to reveal to them his name, hallelujah, I am El Shaddai, okay, I am uh, Elohim, I am uh, Yehovah or Yahweh, I am the Lord your banner, I am the Lord your healer, I'm the Lord your shepherd. Uh, I, all these wonderful covenant names, okay, that are brought out in the first five books of Moses to train a people, okay, who he really is. And those are wonderful. We want to, we want to cut our teeth. We want to wean on the milk of God's word, who he is and his love for us, that God is love. Amen. It's awesome. And I'm not minimizing that. Okay. But we've overdeveloped that message. We've heard that message too much. We've not heard the other side of message. Okay. Uh, one pastor, one minister wrote a book called, um, the God of the Old Testament. Is it consuming fire or loving father? Who's the God of the Old Testament? And the only thing old about the Old Testament, brothers and sisters, is the sacrificial law. It's been done away. But there's whole segments of 8th century prophets, 7th century prophets, that haven't even been fulfilled yet, that are a post-New Testament revelation. Meaning, the New Testament, when Jesus at the Passover, he cut it, he died, rose from the dead, the New Testament inaugurated. They were talking about his second return, okay? When he comes again, there is this post-apocalyptic event that we find chambered in the mysteries of Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah, especially comes out in Thessalonians, Matthew 24, and the book of Revelation, okay? So we're talking about the last days, and how is God coming back as that? Well, he's coming back as the Lord of the armies of heaven. Hallelujah. He is the Lord of the armies of heaven. And the word armies there, it's Sva'ot, okay? And it's the same word in Hebrew for the Israeli army, okay? But it's the, not just natural army on the ground. It's the, the starry host, the universe, the galaxy, even angels are contributed part of that, um, the Lord of the armies of heaven. And, and it's the name that God gave himself, nowhere found in the first five books of Moses. So the first five books of Moses is emancipation. It's cutting a covenant with Abraham, a pagan, a Gentile, bringing him into covenant relationship, who he is. It's bringing the rest of the children of Israel out, okay? <clears throat> and then revealing God, revealing himself to them as he takes them into the promised land. And those are the covenant names of God. And we need to know those, and that's fine. That's a great foundation and base to work out of, to know him. But then we see in the times of the judges, 
Then we see in the times of Samuel and David, okay, we see this bringing forth that God calls himself the Lord of the armies of heaven. Hallelujah. And it's an incredible, incredible, uh, powerful text because then you start looking in Jeremiah, you start looking in Isaiah, you see that the bulk of the names of God's activity that he names himself in this apocalyptic grand finale as the Lord of the armies of heaven. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, Psalm 63. And so we have this, and so people are not quite able to make the jump in their mind if all they're doing is feeding on God is good message, okay? And yes, you need to come to the mercy seat. You need to repent. You need to let godly sorrow work in your heart. You need to cry out for mercy, hallelujah. Shed the blood of Jesus is our propitiation. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Wonderful and amen to that. But let's go to the next step. Hebrews 6 says it's the power of the ages to come, okay? And the power of the ages to come is in a military sense. God is moving. He's shaking everything that can be shaken. He is a consuming fire, Hebrews 12 says. And he's coming back to the earth, hallelujah, not as a shepherd type, not as a picture like Jesus you know, as a shepherd holding a baby lamb on his shoulder. It's wonderful. It brings comfort. Fine. Oh, how about the idea of the, the footprints in the sand? There's two sets, and all of a sudden there's only one set because God's carrying uh, the person during times of trouble. That's wonderful. But he's not coming back to reveal himself as a shepherd. He's coming back as the Lord of the armies of heaven. His eyes will be a flame of fire. Hallelujah. He's going to, Isaiah 59 says, he is going to put on breastplate, a helmet of salvation. It's God's armor, okay? When Paul says, put on the armor of God, he's not thinking about Roman armor imagery of Roman armor at that time. He's actually making quotations exactly from Isaiah 59 that the Lord himself put on a helmet of salvation and a breastplate of righteousness, and he went to subdue his enemies. He was astonished there was no one to stand in the gap and intercede, so he himself came. Hallelujah. And unfortunately, there's a misquotation there in Isaiah 59, the King James Version uh, took the Masoretic text, which was a, they had a, 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 a mis- a misspelling of one of the words, and so many people have preached messages out of Isaiah 59, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will put standard against them. That's not the translation of the verse. We see from the Dead Sea Scrolls um, that there was a slight, you know, wrong vowel point, misspelling in that word. So it's not the word enemy. It's actually when he comes in, who? God is going to come in like a flood. The return of the Messiah He's putting on his battle armor, and he is coming back, hallelujah, like a flash flood, like a hemmed-in stream here in the Negev, hallelujah, a quick-moving, roaring flood that comes out of nowhere, hallelujah. He's coming back, and then it says, and he's coming back to Zion, Zion, okay, and he's going to remove ungodliness of Jacob, and that's what Paul takes in Romans 11. He ends this beautiful um, symphony, hallelujah, in Romans 11, all Israel shall be saved as it is written. A redeemer will come back to Zion. That He's quoting from that flash flood event of God coming back as a military champion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this is what's so powerful, brothers and sisters, in this hour is we're beginning to see, okay, God himself delivering wrath on the earth like never before. 
And if you get caught up in just the humanitarian side, just the love side, just the compassionate side, you will start to listen to the lies of the enemy saying, well, look at the innocent people, you know, and look at the innocent that are dying in Gaza, and how could Israel do this and doing that? And you'll start to talk like Jimmy Carter, okay, who says he's a born-again Christian. Wait, wait, wait. God is sovereign, okay? And if you want to get a good thing, how to marry the two, God is love or, or a consuming fire together, look at Psalms 136. Oh, praise the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. You know, praise him who slew Gog and, and the kings. I mean, read that stuff. Here they're praising God for his loving kindness, but at the same time he's destroying and slaughtering the kings uh, in the process. So we it's a mystery. We may not understand it all. So start Feeding on the text now that show God as a mighty warrior. Okay, so Jeremiah does that here. In Jeremiah chapter 20, I heard the whispering of it, tear on every side, all my trusted friends looking for my downfall. But he says, but the Lord is with me, verse 11, as a dread champion. New American Standard says, dread champion. Hallelujah. I love the Hebrew. It's Aritz Gibor, which is awe-inspiring terror-striking, ruthless, mighty tyrant or warrior. Hallelujah. So we see in the last days, as persecution comes to the prophetic movement, as persecution comes to the macro, okay, what Jeremiah, not just Jeremiah himself, but us, the people of God, okay, as the world is rising up against Israel. And if they're rising up against Israel, they're going to rise up against the true church also. And they're rising up, and we're seeing the love of many waxing cold. And we're seeing not to have trust in certain friends, okay? And let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. You better be careful with your friendships right now. You need everything to be tested. Don't have a lot of friends, okay? You need to have people you minister to. There's, there's three groups of people that, that Jesus had in his circle. Number one, he had the multitudes, Okay, excuse me, four, four levels. He had the multitudes. He fed him. He blessed him. He ministered to him. But that was it. He didn't hang out with him. He didn't trust him. Two was the 70. We see that he equipped the 70. He sent them out. But you don't see a lot more interaction with the 70 during his ministry. Then number three, you have the 12. He chose the 12. Okay. But of the 12, he had the inner circle, the three, Peter, James, and John. And those are the ones he really poured his life into, the 12 and the 3. And that's what we need to do, mirror our lives as, okay? We need to reach the multitudes. We need to help people. But we need to be careful. Don't share your your pearls with swine, okay? Don't throw what is holy to the dogs. Be very careful with letting these people into your inner circle, okay? Because they could be an enemy. Second, um, you need to... Look for those that God sends across your path for you to pray for, help equip, and they move on. They come through and they move on, and that's God's will. But then there's the 12. There's the, be those that God wants you to choose that you're going to pour your life into, that you're going to hang out with. Hallelujah. And they're not so much as um, as friends, but they're more like children. They're more like younger disciples, learned followers that you're pouring yourself into and just recognize as you pour yourself into one of them could be a Judas and be a devil and you need to get through that when you get stabbed in the back and you can forgive and love. Amen. And so it's always good to have a, have a Judas in your life every once in a while. Okay. And then there's the three. 
And those are the ones that you share your heart with, you share your revelation God's give you, and you're pouring yourself into them, not just to help them, but you're trying to bring them to a place of maturity where they can take over the work, they can pick up the baton, hallelujah, and run with it. Amen? So it's kind of like we're working yourself out of a job and you're giving, passing it on to the next generation. And those are the people you really want to pour yourself into. And But don't have a lot of friends uh, that are, quote, quote, Jesus only had three close ones, so to speak. Don't think that you have to have a lot. Get to know the Lord. Be your best friend. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, your spouse, your children. But remember, uh, your children will go through different growth spurts, okay? There, however, there is a discipleship. As you disciple your spouse, you disciple your children. But there's others that God's going to send you to disciple and you can share with. Amen? Like Baruch uh, was to Jeremiah, okay? And he goes on and says here, But the Lord is with me as a mighty champion. I reached Gibor. Now, Gibor Chayel is what God calls Gideon. You mighty man of valor. You mighty man of courage. You mighty man of wealth. You mighty man of, of, of strength. And God actually uses that name for himself, that he is the awe-inspiring, terror-striking, mighty tyrant. Hallelujah. And because of it, my persecutors will stumble and fall. Hallelujah. It's awesome, brothers and sisters. And in that place, verse 12, Yet, O Lord of hosts, Lord of the armies of heaven, Thou dost test the righteous, Thou seest the mind and heart. Let me see thy vengeance on them, for to thee I have put forth my cause. And so there is a place where there is people that are evildoers, that are sons of perdition, that are agents of Satan, okay, that will never be born again, that will be hardened like Pharaoh, okay, and God has set them aside for destruction, and we have to come to the point and understand that God is sovereign and God is just, okay? And there is elements within Hamas, in Hezbollah, in Iran, in the terror organizations, okay, of jihad, that we want these people to get saved and born again. But some of them, or not most of them, will not because they're agents of the Antichrist system. They're sons of perdition, okay? And so Jeremiah cries out that God would pour out his wrath on those Okay, and that's where you don't need to get tripped up in this hour. That's why justice is good. Okay, God sends his spirit of justice. And the last move of the spirit upon the Messiah, uh, Isaiah 11, is the spirit of justice. So if you look at the justice system, okay, a pure justice system has capital punishment, has correct retribution. It brings a fear. Okay, Romans 13 says these people carry a sword to cause fear. Okay, so what we're called to do right now is to ask God and his sovereignty to bring a greater terror upon these terror workers, to scare them, to bring them to a place, hopefully they can get saved out of it, but if not, to bring them into um, a judgment system. And this is what we see throughout the history of the scriptures, this is what we see in the book of Revelation, that the shofars are blown and the cup of sin has is, is reached a certain point, like the cup of the Amorite sin has reached a certain point, and enough is enough, and that God actually gives them over, okay? And Romans 11, excuse me, Romans 1, he gives them over to the Spirit. He gives them over to this destruction. And it's in this place that God gets his glory, and also he tests the righteous with that, how they endure through the persecution. 
And it's a, it's a complex subject, brothers and sisters, but I want you to begin to study this out. He's the Lord of the armies of heaven. And that's why I feel his justice. I feel his excitement. My morale is peaked out. I, I feel like Delete and I are in our element here. Hallelujah. That this is the time to, to move into, to Gaza, to take off the head of, of Hamas and terror organizations, Iran, etc., to destabilize and bring forth God's perfect will in this region of the world. Um, and this is what we're made for. Hallelujah. This is what you and I are made for. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered and splattered. Amen. Uh, so Dalit was trying to share her heart. Hey, guys, you know, um, I know it's January. I know that your credit cards may be maxed out from uh, Christmas time and you're, you're paying them off. I know that you maybe lost your jobs. I know maybe things have happened. But Isaac sowed in famine and received the same year a hundredfold. This is not the time to be canceling um, monthly credit card donations to the ministries God told you to, to, to help. This is not the time to be pulling back. This is the time to sow even more. Okay, and whatever you can give is greatly, greatly appreciated. And we believe in God for his best in your lives. There's two projects that are ongoing right now uh, that need to be taken care of. Number one, we need to build out the land next door. Uh, you're going to uh, go to our website and and click on any part of the website. One of the videos, you'll see the amount of finances that are needed. I think it's $1.3 million. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. To p- finish buying the land and building out a facility. Why? Because we have so many sheep coming to us that need housing. That's the, one of the biggest needs in Israel is housing. Okay, there's not enough infrastructure here. There's lots of people making Aliyah, coming in, and there's just not enough places for believers to live. And uh, so it's important that we have a place that we can help uh, train these people as they come to us. And second need are these um, projects like providing the Alpine unit in the north along the Syrian-Lebanese border, proper winter parker and clothing, now helping out some very, very key units um, that are in Gaza before the rest of the army went in, that are in the tunnels right now, that are in places, uh, that they dress up like Arabs, and they're doing the work, okay? And these guys, they're in need of small little accessories, and uh, whether it be clothing, uh, second skin type thermal underwear, or flashlights, or uh, all these little things that we can purchase for them and keep them supplied. Little things they need, little food items, little utensils, all this stuff. It's so cool how we're able to help them and make their life uh, and their, their job, taking care of business there in Gaza, be more effective. Okay, so we encourage you. $5, okay? If we had everybody on our list, you know, mailing list was to give $5, Ten dollars, twenty-five, fifty, a hundred, a thousand. It's amazing how much it all adds up, and we can get this thing rolling. Okay, so this is what's going on. We are in a long-term insertion in the Gaza Strip. Uh, they're rotating new units in and out, and reservists are being called up. And slowly, as the country is is building for a long-term uh, denial of any more opportunities by Hamas, Hezbollah. Iran, etc., Syria included, to take advantage of our situation uh, where we're peace-loving people. We are hitting the terrorists hard. We're decapitating their fire command centers. We're 
doing uh, the justice assassinations of these terror leaders. And those who want terror, those who want innocent blood are being taken care of. And those who do not want it are being warned and they're moving out of these different population centers. So Israel's uh, hand of the IDF and the different units can bring justice. Brothers and sisters, this is where we're at. Uh, etched into the mind of every soldier is not just Masada and what happened there, but really the modern idea of the Holocaust. You know, David Ben-Gurion um, and many of the Holocaust survivors that came to the country 60 years ago, and they said, never again. Never again will there be a, a Holocaust of the Jewish people. And so Israel has learned to take care of itself and to become one of the most powerful armies on earth. And we've not really released that whole power upon our neighboring terrorist states. It's because we want to have peace with them. Okay, but now we're seeing the last seven years that we made, you know, this is what's amazing. I, I remember how grieved I was to see the Oslo Accords and the Shalom Akshav, the Peace Now movement, wanting to give away land and all this stuff. I'm starting to see people that were from that leftist liberal bent are starting to see, okay, we, we've given so much. We've, we've tried so many treaties and truces. We've tried to do these things. Uh, and now they're saying it's with these extreme radical groups, it's only way to take care of them is by overwhelming power and strength. And that's what's happening right now. Thank you for your prayers for us and our family. Thank you for uh, your gifts and your love. Hallelujah. Thank you for being concerned for the soldiers. I wish I could go to more details about how difficult their job is. Continue to pray and intercede. You feel those groanings of the Spirit. Pray through that until you get a note of victory. Hallelujah. And yes, there is urgent needs. Hallelujah. I can't think of better soil to sow it into. Is It goes to here to Rivers and Desert to our Bank of America account, and then we we disperse it. We make sure it does not get uh, swallowed up in bureaucracy or we don't know where it's going, okay? Uh, we are giving, we are buying the equipment for them and giving it to them, okay? We go shopping with these commanders. Hallelujah. And I just want you to be excited, hallelujah, that it's, it's you're not getting ripped off. You're not being hoodwinked. You're not being, uh, you know, taken advantage of that we're being delete and are very, very good stewards of the finances that come in. And, uh, we are really sticklers on dotting every I and crossing every T where these shekels are going. Okay. And we're real excited about it. Delete's a great shopper. She gets great deals and we able to wager people down and, um, you know, <laughs> barter at times to get a lots of percentage off on these certain items. We're also working with some other believers, putting together uh, care packages, little things like this that just make the ha shoulders happy. And you have to understand, they're in there, uh, booby-trapped. They have no idea when the next serial murderer or suicide-type bomber will try to run into a house and kill them. Um, they don't know where the tunnels and the trap doors may be. They don't know when the next mortar or Katusha rocket may land next to them. It's very high tension. And so the other thing that we're able to do is that, you know, we're able to share our testimonies. We're able to share some spontaneous worship music with them. We're able to give them the hope how their sins can be forgiven and to know him personally. And it's awesome. I'm telling you, it's awesome to see how God is moving upon these, this, this generation of young soldiers. There's no atheists in the foxholes, they've said for years, and I totally see that right now. 
Okay, let me let you guys go. Uh, we'll update you again on what's happening. Um, but this is the time to rise. It's like you've been preparing all season for a final game. Okay, this is it. You know, what we've been preparing for for years. Okay, and living circumspect and, and fleeing evil and being in the river of God and keeping pure. Hallelujah. And taking on terrorism and being radical. Glory to God. It's for this moment and for this hour. We love you guys. Uh, we do read all your emails. If we can't get back to you right away, just because we're so busy here for him working in these fields right now, but we do read them and we do appreciate it. If you have something urgent you want to share, just keep sending the email, you know, send three or four times to me. And that will alert me that it's something you really want me to write you back about. Okay. God bless you. You're going to hear some giving information. Just go to flashbuzz.com. Go to the, uh, the partners, uh, tab and you can make your credit cards. We, if you're not able to give, um, would it be a large amount? Consider being a monthly partner, five, 10, 25, $50 a month and just put it in there for, you know, for three years and God will supply the money. But I'm telling you, it's such, a powerful, rich soil to put this stuff into. And I just want you to know that we're not in a crisis here. It's We're in a drafting position. It's, we've obeyed God, and there's such a place of favor. And uh, I love to share some more things that Dalit's developing into. It's amazing how God's hand is on Dalit and the door she's moving into. It's just amazing. You'll hear about it in the future. Glory to God. Uh, brothers and sisters, help us build out this this housing accommodation, this tactical center based on the Palmach. And here we go. God bless you. Talk to you again real soon. Shalom, shalom. International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says, if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they would be saved. 
I'm calling today, Lord, save me, forgive me, cleanse me, take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming, running home to you now. In your name I pray, amen. If you'd like to contact us in our ministry, you may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America. Our ministry phone number is 770-777-0143. Of course, you can reach us anytime, 24-7, at our website contact page at www.flashfloods.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. We are here to help equip you to be tactical warriors in this hour, to wake up this church, to win and disciple lost souls, and to take out terrorism of all forms. God bless you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.